Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm your host, Alex Ott. The fall 2020 podcast season is almost at the end, friends. This is not the last episode, but nevertheless, we are getting closer to the end of the season. And next week, you are in for a surprise. Well, I'm not going to tell you now, just uh, be with us next week. Speaking of the fall 2020 season, what a time together it was. With you right here on the IWM podcast, we were trying to comprehend the impact that the global pandemic had on the Adventist missions, among other things that we did. We interviewed several church leaders, as well as missionary practitioners on this very topic. Prayerfully, we tried to look into the future, knowing that the Lord will continue guiding us in adapting to new circumstances. One of the new series we started is called Missionary Story. It's all about personal life stories and experiences of some of us from our very own community. Your stories. Enid Harris, who serves as an assistant director at Institute of World Mission, leads this particular series and designs it. Today, as part of the Missionary Story series with Enid, you will hear an interview with Marvin Hembrom. Marvin and his dear wife, Megna, are working as dentists in the Davis Memorial Hospital in Guyana. Marvin also holds a leadership position there as chief dental officer. Let us join Enid and Marvin as Marvin shares how God led him and Megna in their missionary journey up to now. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Welcome, Marvin. I just want to ask you if you would share just a little bit about yourself and uh, your family and how you decided, as young as you are, to come all the way from India to work in Guyana as a missionary dentist. First of all, I would like to thank you, Enid, for uh, asking me to do this. I really would like to thank God, first of all, for helping me to be able to share my story Mm -hmm. with somebody who would be able to relate with it. And having said that, yes... My grandfather, he was one of the first um, Seventh-day Adventists in his village. Uh, He was a teacher as well. And from then on, my father and me. So um, we are the third generation uh, Adventists and my children the fourth. However, we coming to Guyana was not at all a coincidence. When God makes plans, when he lays plans for us, he does them in granite and we saw, Meghna and me, both of us, my wife, we saw that. Well, there were obstacles in between. It took about more than a year for us to be able to reach the IWM. However, when we reached there, we were so happy that we did. Well, I, yes, again, as uh, Ina did mention, I'm a dentist. Mm-hmm. And my wife is also a dentist. We have two little beautiful children. The first one is Marcus. And the younger one is Megan. Marcus is six, Megan is two years old. Well, God has been very good to us. And when I was small, I used to wonder, I used to listen to all these stories of missionaries. 
you know, coming to India mm-hmm. and having heard them from my dad, I, I was really taken up. And I wished one fine day in my life, if God would will, I would be able to do so. Well, mm-hmm. here I am, along with my family, Meghna and my kids. We all are here serving God in Guyana. And we are extremely thankful and grateful to God for having chosen us. Even as young as we are, we still are learning. It's a learning process for us every day. However, Amen. we hope and pray that He will continue to give us the wisdom and strength required for us to continue this journey forward. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Well, you know, I tell you, it takes a lot of courage for and and also uh, for you and your wife to be on the same page when you uh, when you decided you want to go into mission service. Um, because I can hear from what you're saying, this was like a dream come true, uh, because you said as a child, this is what you wanted to do. I'm sure it must have been a difficult thing for you to leave your family, uh, your your parents, your your grandparents and, and uh, siblings and so forth uh, behind in India. And then you made your way, you said it took a while for the process to all uh, fall into the pieces to fall into place. Um, And then you finally came, we were so happy to see you at Mission Institute, uh, what was it, in 2018, I believe it was, in the summer. And then you journeyed on um, to Guyana, your new home. But uh, within just a very short time of you being there, you had this devastating tragedy that, uh, that you experienced in your family, which really hit all of us very, very hard. And I wonder if you could share with us what that experience was like and, um, you know, how you were able to cope with it, um, you know, as you, as you journeyed through this whole experience. Yes, Ine, it was um, one of the worst experiences of my life. Mm. And nothing can ever prepare you for this. Mm. And as much as um, parents have uh, brought us into this world, you know, letting go of them is never easy. Amen. My dad, even before uh, we arrived in Guyana, sorry, even before we went to the Mission Institute, he was uh, excited about us doing this. Well, um, I got a call on August 14th, 2018, in the night, saying my dad has met with an accident mm-hmm. and um, they would like me to come over as soon as possible. Well, I took the first flight home in the night and I reached... Uh, my uh, hometown, which is Franchi. And we took, uh, I took dad to um, a hospital where they could treat him. He was operated on, it was a life-saving surgery. Mm. And um, this, my siblings came over. My eldest sister, she came from uh, London and uh, I had some help. However, um, we were grateful to God that dad was safe and sound Mm. and he was recovering. Well, I left that in that condition and uh, in able hands of my sister. And we uh, journeyed to Guyana, our first mm-hmm. uh, mission station. We reached here on the 28th of August, 2018, in Guyana and were received well by the hospital family. It was um, 12 days later that I would receive a very devastating news. Mm. And it was on the 30th of August, just a day before I had talked with my dad on WhatsApp because my other sibling 
had uh, she also had she had come in uh, flown in from London and um, I was so delighted to see him and I think he he was happy as well to see her because he had not seen her mm-hmm. uh, since his accident well um I I went to sleep and about 12 o'clock in the night Guyana time I received a call and the landline rang that was when I got up mm-hmm. and I took the phone and um, I was shattered I I really um could not process this news that my dad was no more even um as I talk about it today I am uh, still um uh, getting over it but I guess uh we can never get over fully with these exactly. experiences mm-hmm. in our lives we just mm-hmm. yeah it it just keeps getting a little better every day however yes uh we need to um just leave it to god so mm-hmm. when i got this news i sat on the bed my wife she came to me the kids were sleeping in the other room and i started sobbing mm. i started sobbing no sounds came out of my mouth but my whole body was shaking i was shaking for a good one hour and mm. i just it was just that i was in a state of shock i could mm. not have believed that this happened well um dr uh, leech and sister sherry who were our neighbors then they were very kind to us and they gave us all the emotional support along with dr torres amanda torres she's our co-dentist she came in as well they were very helpful to us the hospital staff the administrator sister Beverly Chan and the CFO Miss Akola Bryant she came in as well and i in as much as i was um trying to get back home as soon as possible i could because back home they they wanted me to reach there as soon as possible because they did not want to keep my dad's body for long and it was an experience that brought us as a family closer together brought me as an individual closer to god i could now depend on him every day take every situation of my life to him and just depend on him just have faith that he would take care i would also like to mention the the osborns um you know them right yes 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 they 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 were very supportive as well i received uh, books from them mm-hmm. and dr nick from nasdaq so many people helped us in so many ways um and i'm really grateful to god that he sent these people into my life mm-hmm. when i needed them the most mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm thankful for the for the support that you received through the missionary family church family and i'm sure even your community like you mentioned the hospital and so forth uh you know i couldn't help at the time but think of how you had to go back and magna was by herself in guyana i'm sure she uh and i'm grateful for the support that she received uh while while you had to return to india uh for your yeah. father's funeral now a couple of years later now um you have settled in your in your experience there in in guyana and um share with us a little about you know what what you're doing your day-to-day experiences as a as a dental officer chief dental officer what do you do what you know how do you interact with your patients uh and of course you have a captive audience when they're in sitting in the chair you can talk to them and you know so share with us a little about uh, your your mission experience there in guyana so far yes um you know um guyana the name itself means mm-hmm. land of many waters 
Mm-hmm. It's an Amerindian term. Uh, I used to wonder why have they named this place Kayana. Well, I realized when I came here, when we reached here, we had people from different culture backgrounds. Okay. So it is a multicultural uh, population society mm-hmm. here in Guyana. And um, land of many waters just fits so very well in the Bible. Also, waters means, you know, people. And so That's land right. of many waters mm-hmm. means different groups of people, mm-hmm. culturally different, uh, staying in the same place. Yes, it so much reminds me of India. India is also very multicultural place so um we in the dental department we have uh, we are three of us dentists dr torres who is a senior dentist amanda torres and um dr Nina, my wife and myself mm-hmm. well the first thing we do in the morning is let me take you through the day right okay the first thing we do in the morning um we have a word of prayer and we share if we have any requests well, after doing that, we just don't pray amongst ourselves as workers. We also include the patients, those who are there or waiting, and we hold hands with each other and we pray even for them. And after the, um, the appointment is over, we make sure that our clients and patients have something to remember as by. So we have these uh, memory texts that we give them written on a stick okay. and they take it home. And we pray for each patient before we do any procedure, mm-hmm. before we go forward. Well, God has been really good to each of us in the department, all of us. No, no matter uh, what we are going through in our personal lives, God has always knitted us together as a group, as mm-hmm. a one force. Mm-hmm. There were times when uh, we really needed uh, each other our support as professionals and we always get together and we do things together that is uh, about the dental department that we have however it's not just the dental department or the building where we work we also have our outreaches that we uh, do we have had outreaches in many places in Guyana. wonder they ask us from where are you because of course the accent the english that we speak is different than okay. from what they speak so mm-hmm. they would ask us and they would wonder and they would say oh but you are so young mm-hmm. so because they, they have this you know uh, uh, a stereotype uh, if i yes. may say that if i may use that word i hope i'm not wrong uh, in any way senior people are uh, uh, a little senior people in age they go in and they opt for missionary you know, services. Mm-hmm. So uh, many of the church members also, they were really taken up and they they were happy that we were there and that we could be there. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, we, we have had an amazing experience here with the people and also at our workplace. Mm-hmm. God has been really good. Every day is not a perfect day. Something would come up sometime. However, you know, uh, God has his ways and, and we would get uh, help and we would be able to complete the procedure or complete the task. So there was not a single day where we wanted to do something and we could not achieve it. So I think that's a testimony in itself that God is leading us. I won't say, you know, that our professional expertise are enough. We need to keep improving, yes. But 
in all of this i remember a statement god does not call the qualified he qualifies the well, call that is so, so true though you know yes i mean uh-huh. in, my, in my own yeah. experience i've realized it as a matter of fact mm-hmm. so i i can vouch for that so you you commit yourself to god every morning and your patients as well as you as you meet them throughout the day and so th- this is kind of getting you ready for you know what he has to wants to do through you throughout the day and god always makes a way this is this is beautiful when it comes to the culture how did you find yourselves uh, you know needing to do or adjust quite quite a bit to the cultural differences versus uh, guyana versus india or did you just fit right in and didn't have a problem or how how did you cope with some of those yes. cultural differences i'm happy you asked this in it um india and guyana are similar in this that there are different cultural groups here living together However, the cultural differences in Guyana and India are different. That mm-hmm. means the difference that I would find in India are totally different than what I find in Guyana. Okay. And uh, I have not had uh, so many uh, ethnic groups to confront or or to come in contact with. So yes, I've had to also uh, we have also had to, you know, adjust in a way well i would say food yes food yes. Okay. <laughs> india is uh, uh, yeah india is a, one of the spice capitals of the world i don't know if you will agree so uh, the food is different here yes the way we cook food is very different also the way we speak is different mm-hmm. and the way the things that we would normally wear and uh, you know pass off as normal in india is not normal in uh-huh. them um people in india especially women mm-hmm. ladies like to wear something uh called as a sari mm-hmm. uh yes however in gaana i don't see many people wearing saris and especially to church to okay. our churches and you uh-huh. you you're, you're saying these are indians not wearing saris or oh, these are yes uh uh-huh. okay yes indians uh-huh. and, uh, and the and the black population both of them mm-hmm. yes no, none of them none of mm-hmm. them uh, wear sarees to churches and also in workplaces i have not seen i don't know when was the last time i saw indians guyanese indians uh-huh. wearing wearing sarees or uh-huh. you know ethnic uh, you know dresses maybe yes they do only maybe during the festivals but that's just a day mm-hmm. and they would not do it on a regular basis no okay so uh, a lot of clothes that we got from india <laughs> i think it would be fine you know we had to we had to uh, do a little adjustment i won't yes. say there, there was much of adjustment but yes uh, yes uh, no. megna had to do more than me because i mean i i would just fit in right you know i could uh-huh. just slip yeah. in and fit in right there but yeah she she had more of the adjustments to yes do. so that uh, that that must have been uh, quite interesting and then of course the way that you do things uh, would be a little different too um you know culture is is very very interesting um no matter where we go uh, you know uh, some things can be similar and some things are are quite different so it sounds like you've been uh, you've you've done quite well adjusting and um as you try to fit in with the culture as well and uh, when it comes to church 
you um you have you probably have uh, some special roles in the in the church function in your local church there yes. and uh, so tell us about what you're what you're doing god gave us this opportunity when he uh when the church chose us uh, to be the family ministry uh you know uh leaders for okay. our church where we go yes it is different back mm-hmm. home in india the families uh, the family structure if i were to say is different than what is here here in ghana we have schools which have the family structure and they have it in the classes you know um, mother father and children okay. and then they have mother or father and children you know single parent yes. family system yes. that is I that think. is prevalent here in india we won't find uh, that in prevalence so mm-hmm. we won't find that as much as Oh, we we find it here so mm-hmm. yes that way uh, so it was a unique experience for us to understand certain things mm-hmm. uh, that were different here and why were they different we realized that uh, the cultural the background and the mindsets of uh, us as individuals as indians is different from uh, the people that we are serving here in ghana however the central theme remains the same that is what i really love about this mm-hmm. is even even if there are two parents and children or a single parent and children you know they take care of the children they yeah. take care of the yes. children mm-hmm. and yes that is something that i i realized when i came here uh when we came here we we saw that we back home have our parents taking care of us for i don't know how many years <laughs> for you know through schools through through colleges mm-hmm. even sometimes universities so uh, but but uh it is you know it's different in different cultural backgrounds mm-hmm. so yes we we learned uh, and we are still learning many different uh uh qualities of family life here um we've had programs for family life there are two weeks in a year as you would know uh, from uh, yes and uh we have been involved in those however this year towards the latter part we were not able to do as much as we would mm, like mm. to however we uh, we we have we have groups family life groups you know we have these clubs we 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 had recently inaugurated the singles club and the married and the couples club it helps even the single uh, uh, individuals you know uh, to to look forward to a united family at right. time you understand so uh, yes that gives them an opportunity mm-hmm. and that allows the others who have families to you know uh, you know hold their hands and to say yes we all are in this together part of a family yes, yes mm-hmm. we all are mm-hmm. a part of the family the church family god's family yeah. this experience yeah. has been amazing i mean yeah, we have learned more than we we could have learned you know uh, by reading or by watching experiencing is the best way to learn right. you know there's something uh, and i i enjoying listening to your your experience because there's something to learn from everything It's how are you coping and and dealing with this uh, pandemic because you obviously working very very close to your patients uh, as well so how are you coping with this well the pandemic experience uh is worldwide however uh, every uh, every place has a unique way of uh, responding to such uh, natural disaster mm. 
we here in Guyana, especially at our hospital, we have we follow all the protocols as laid by the WHO and also mm -hmm. by the local governing mm -hmm. health bodies. We have not been able to go out for mm -hmm. outreaches as we would have liked to, right. as we usually do. Mm -hmm. However, I have seen that in pandemic, during the pandemic period, we've had patients who have long been waiting for us to see them. It is very surprising for me. Usually people would not want to go out during pandemic. However, we've had more patients, which we are seeing now, than we would have seen when it was all normal. I'm oh. talking about a single dentist, you know, working and seeing more number of patients. So God has been really good, really good to us. And mm -hmm. I realized that even even during this pandemic, God is in control. He is mm -hmm. always in control. And you, you said something. You said uh, he always has a way. I remember the theme song of our IWM 2018 uh, summer was God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. Mm -hmm. He will make a way for you and for me. Yes, amen. But that is what God has done mm -hmm. for us as a family here, as an individual, and collectively as a department and hospital, and even as a church. And we are blessed. We have been able to you know, reach out to some families that are needy. And I remember so many people saying this again and again. You are truly happy when you give. You, you, you cannot be so happy when you receive. When you give, that's a true happiness. So good to us for allowing us to be able to do so. I mean, I, I just I fall short of words to express my gratitude to God. And, you know, I just, we, we are so happy. We are so mm -hmm. happy. And I would say this to all the listeners. Never lose hope. For God is always in control. If you do not know which path to take, He will show you the way because mm -hmm. He is the way. If you do not know what you need to do next, God is going to show you what to do next. If you do not know who to help next, He will show you who to help next. And God is waiting for each one of us. He's waiting for us to be His hands, to reach out to others. And that is what we plan on doing here and that is what we have committed ourselves to do and i hope that each one of us find somebody somebody to reach out to and somebody who needs a shoulder mm. so that we can in turn find souls for god and as we close i wonder if there are any specific prayer requests that you would like your listeners to be aware of that you'd like for us to pray for Yes, I, I do have some some that I would like to share. Of course, I cannot share all the prayer requests. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have few that you know pop out, pop up in my mind. Mm -hmm. First is we need the Holy Spirit to renew us and strengthen us every day, and mm -hmm. to overcome hurdles personally and also collectively yeah. as a family and as an organization. And mm -hmm. secondly, to be granted good health and safety for colleagues and families during this ongoing pandemic. Because God's work needs to go on. Pandemic goes on, God's mm -hmm. work goes on. And for us to be able to touch more lives, to do more, to be able to reach where we have not reached, to be able to share Christ with somebody who 
has been waiting to hear about Christ. And last but not the least, for the growth of dental missionary work in Guyana and the obstacles and the trials, the struggles that we are going through, uh, especially financial. I would like, yes, the listeners, my brethren and sisters, to pray for us. And I know when the children of God pray, He hears them. Well, thank you so very, very much um, for sharing your heart with us today and for sharing your, your missionary journey. And this story of yours is to be continued, right? As your story is still unfolding as you continue your, your missionary journey and experience there in, in Guyana. And I just want you to um, show you of our prayers and um, to encourage you. Uh, when things get tough and things become difficult, just hold on. Uh, Jesus uh, has called, God has called you for a purpose. And he, he, uh, he like you say, uh, he will always make a way and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And such a wonderful promise. Special thanks to Enid and Marvin for blessing us in such a wonderful way. We are saying goodbye for now, only to meet next week. And remember, next week is the very special edition of the IWM podcast. It will not only be the last this season, but it will also be different. A surprise for you. Following next week's episode, we will take a break, only to resume our weekly shows on January 15th. My name is Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Next week.